Howdy folks and welcome back to yet another episode of the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. Guys, this week's special guest is Fiona Marie and boy oh boy is she crushing life. Fiona is an incredibly intuitive, spiritual and connected human being connected to not only herself but to all realms of life and she's changing humanity and the way they perceive life and guess how through the power of thought she teaches her clients that they can change their destiny just by shifting their mindset i'm so incredibly grateful i got the opportunity to sit down and chat with fiona this week we spoke about some incredibly hot topics such as communication law of attraction relationships the subconscious mind sleep plus a whole lot more so guys tune in get your pens and papers out because you're going to need it for this app take it away fiona fiona marie welcome to the weekly dose of euphoria podcast thank you i'm happy to be here so happy to be here awesome to have you on the show just to pen the picture for you guys i'm sitting in my my bedroom, which is my office for the day with Buddy next to me and Fiona, you're across the other side of Australia in Western Australia. Is that correct? I am currently sitting on the floor of my lounge room looking at the ocean. I had a look at that view before. It's magical. So you guys, while you're listening to that, just pretend you're looking at the ocean like Fiona. Now, guys, we had an amazing conversation for about 40 minutes before we recorded this podcast. I'm so keen to dive into everything everything that Fiona's doing and everything that she's preaching through our day-to-day life. But Fiona, before we get into all of that amazing stuff, I want to bring it right back to the beginning. And, and what was life like for you growing up? Tell you what, life growing up was incredibly challenging. So during like my probably years zero to eight, I was always perceived as a really happy child. That was always the label, someone who was always like brought light to the room. And then from, from that year eight, when I was eight period, everything kind of just started going downhill. And that's where a lot of the programming through childhood really starts developing, you know, when you're observing your parents and taking on their beliefs and emotional responses. And I just started feeling incredibly alone. Like I would have a lot of friends, but yet felt so alone amongst everyone thinking that I was extremely different. And I never, never felt like I truly belonged anywhere. And I was extremely, interestingly enough, extroverted. So, you know, would muck around a lot at school because it was my way of feeling free because I felt so trapped at home. And so school was kind of an outlet where I could just be stupid and talk loudly and laugh. Um, But yet still in that inside, I was still suffering a lot. I felt sad. I felt angry. If I was happy, I would feel like I was judged for the happiness. So a lot of those times growing up, I was kind of, my emotions were very unstable and all over the place and I was suffering a lot inside and just, and really didn't know why, basically. Um, I mean, you always have those pockets of moments where you feel, you're feeling good, but then in the, in the inside, you just feel like that there's not, something not quite right with you. So that was generally my upbringing. Like I still had a lot of fun, but I just, inside it was just, I, I really felt so alone, very alone. Mm-hmm. That's amazing that you're so open to sharing that information with us, Fiona. And if you don't mind me asking, what was the, the turning point for you where you realised, you know, that the root cause of, of um, your sense of feeling alone through your childhood? Well, it wasn't until I came out of a long-term relationship. So I was with a really great guy for about five and a half years 
And still during that, I just felt like I didn't have passion. I actually, I used to be a chartered accountant. So I was stressed doing something I didn't love doing. The expectation was through the roof and I just felt like I was achieving something so someone would love me. And when I made the decision to come out of that relationship, I literally hit rock bottom. And I remember coming home from work and I was just, I was just crying and crying and crying and didn't know why. And I came home and I was like, mom, I had a chat to mom. I was like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I just can't stop crying. And it was that moment in the morning when I woke up that I just went, I can't do this anymore. I have to change. And this is going to sound so cliche, but I was, came out of the shower and I was like naked looking at myself in the mirror and man in the mirror, that song came on. And it was like, you know, if you want to make that change, you have to be that change. Look at yourself in the mirror and be that change. And it was such an aha moment where I went, I don't want anyone else to feel this way and feel so fucking alone. Like I have to go on this journey of, of inner peace, love, joy, connection, so I can guide others away. So that was really my catalyst point when I came out of that relationship and, and hit rock bottom, doing something that I wasn't loving doing. I wasn't having any fun. And in that decision, like, you know, a lot of people's stories, I think I've read, they've been like, yeah, I had this like a home moment and my life completely changed from that point. Like it wasn't like that for me. It was an aha moment where I went, okay, I'm going on a, an inner journey here. And it took time to actually figure out that connection back to myself. Like, so I made the decision to move to Melbourne and really delved into my inner journey from there. And slowly I started reeling myself out of this perceptual darkness that I was in until everything just started landing. And I was like, holy shit, this is so much easier than I thought, so much easier than people think. And it was just due to pure educating myself and delving into that discomfort. So that was, yeah, the catalyst was coming out of that relationship and feeling so fucking flat and moving to Melbourne and sorting my life out basically. Wow, Fiona, that's incredible. And I know just backtracking a little bit to, to when you were standing in the mirror and looking and that song came on man in the mirror, people would think that's a coincidence, but your mindset in that moment made you realize that no, this is, this is happening for a reason. And there's no such thing as a coincidence, which I'm sure we're going to get into later. And you decided (laughs) to, to take the, take the step and make changes yourself which is truly amazing so well done what happened next after that after you moved down to Melbourne so I moved to Melbourne with the intention of completely quitting the corporate world and moved over there I didn't know anyone there I didn't have a job didn't have anywhere to live yet so I was literally going blind I hadn't lived there I hadn't been there before the first time and only time I'd been there was when I was two so my knowledge of the city was was literally nil So I got there and it was a very unfamiliar environment. So I went, thought I'd do something creative, but then went straight back into the same industry out of familiarity and comfort, basically. And, you know, it was still a great decision because it allowed me, I had, I was surrounded by the most epic teams at the company I worked for and they were beautiful and supported my growth. So from Melbourne, I would start shifting. So I delved into Buddha's teachings, how to have inner peace. I delved into um, a lot of your spirituality type books around how to, you know, manage your emotion and got into spirituality like your Abraham Hicks. But it wasn't until I, my family was over visiting for my birthday and I actually listened to a Tony Robbins, watched a Tony Robbins. I'm not your guru. I don't know if you've seen that um, on Netflix. I haven't. It oh keeps God. popping I up. I maybe should watch okay. it. 
maybe you should like if this is coming if you're saying it keeps popping out maybe it's time to watch it because that movie that it was an it's an insight to his workshops and it changed my life I was like holy shit and from watching that I became so obsessed with understanding my emotions so really delved into why I was getting triggered by things I'd have self-worth if someone would say something I'd feel immediately sad and not good enough um you know, so a lot of the stuff, when I started getting these triggers, I really started delving into transforming them in the moment, going, okay, what is this emotion? How do I move around this? What I want instead? So from there, I went into Tony Robbins. I also sought out a counsellor as well. Now, I started having panic attacks at the company I worked for. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and just couldn't breathe. And so I went to a doctor and he pretty much, I thought I had diabetes. I was like, oh my God, I think I've got diabetes, my blood sugar, like, which was ridiculous. Did you consult like, doctor? At the time, but he just, no, I went in, oh yeah, that was happening. Like I was like, because I, I had sugar one night, I seemed, it seemed to calm myself down. Like I had lollies and I was like, oh my God, I must <laughs> be diabetic. Like it was so ridiculous like I went to the doctor the next day and he laughed at me like literally laughed at my face like bless him really kindly he was like you don't have diabetes you're having panic attacks and I was like oh, no. what I was like what do you mean I'm having panic attacks so he got me onto a psych and I went to this psych for about 10 sessions and with all due respect he was so fucking shit it was insane like I was still finishing my chartered account at that point. So I was more just kind of venting and offloading every session and there was literally no change with him. And I was like, I got to the point where I was like, this is bullshit. Like this is such a waste of time. So I ended up going, I was at, um, I went to, I used to go to a Cairo and there was this book on the, in the place there and I started reading it. And then I bought the book and I was like, holy shit, this lady is phenomenal. And she was actually a counselor in Melbourne out of all people. So I took the plunge and just called her and she was like, I'm not really seeing anyone anymore, but I'm happy to see you. So I saw her for literally about three sessions. And even in that first session, I got more value out of it than seeing a clinical site. Like if you haven't done the work and you haven't experienced transformation and you're going into a clinical psych role, getting intellectually taught about people's emotions, it just, there's no, you feel it off that person. They, you can't help someone unless you some sort of, you know, been through that sort of experience as well and have empathy and can shift their perspective. So because of that as well, I then had a catalyst, another catalyst for change. And I actually called in this lady, Alice Himalay, who's a master NLP trainer. She is fucking phenomenal. And when I did five days of transformation work with her, which literally, literally changed my life. And from there, I was like, shit, like, I'm really ready now to like be a coach and start showing other people away. So I did a year course with her all around neuro-linguistic programming and, and understanding human behavior. And finally it got to the point where it was like, one, I loved myself so much at that point, so much like in terms of, yeah, I still had challenges and things like that, but I was okay with everything that I was going through. I had full acceptance of who I was. So one thing led to another, I transitioned out of childhood cancer and went into HR in the company I worked for. And again, HR at the moment in a lot of industries is very mind related and doesn't incorporate the heart. So felt a lot of frustration that it was very systemized and not from the heart really caring about people. So that's where the point where I was like, okay, it's time to move back to Perth and really just start delving into what I love doing. So within a month, I decided... 
after four and a half, five and a half years, or four and a half years, four years of living in Melbourne, I was like, okay, I'm going home now and moved back to Perth. <laughs> wow, what a whirlwind of a story about that is so incredible that, you know, you, everything did happen for a reason and you, you found yourself in, in that in that process. So thank you for sharing that, Fiona. Now, in through that whole process of transformation, however long it took, um, and I believe we're never fully transformed, we're always learning, we're always trying to, to evolve into something better. Did you ever think about the relationships and the connections you made that they were serving a purpose back then? Or did you, did you always just think like, oh, you know, for example, that psych, did you always think, oh, like, he's an idiot, like, I'm never, you know, never seeing him again? Or did you think that it served a purpose? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so everyone you meet in that exact moment is, even to this day, is getting you ready to be ready. So at that time, at the beginning of my journey, I wasn't aware of this. But now as I look back, I'm very well aware that every single person who came into my life was happening because I called them in and it was a projection of my current limit of self. So I found the more I developed, the people that I started associating with started changing. My friendship groups changed. My work work dynamic friendships changed. Everything changed and in every given moment, right? So I believed that I probably, when I first initially saw him, that I probably couldn't move through what I was going through. So attracted someone who didn't have the capability of moving me through it because I was so stuck in thinking that I probably couldn't change. Um, But then from that experience, it got me ready to realise that I truly did want change. And so from that set a strong intention to go, and I literally said it out loud, I was like, universe, please send me someone who can really just help guide me. And that's when I called this counsellor in and she was phenomenal. So I do believe every single person you attract is due to your energy that you're emitting and who you are at. So you never attract people in your life that aren't a reflection of who you are in some way or another. Definitely. Wow. That's an amazing point. And like, I know what you're talking about when you say the law of attraction and, and how you attract people who, who are a reflection of yourself. But for the listeners, can you explain that and how the relationships that we, we choose to be in or, or the connections we make are, are a reflection of ourselves? Can you explain that a little bit more for the listeners at home, please, Fiona? Yeah, definitely. So the saying that can be challenging to understand, but perception is projection and projection is perception of self. So you cannot perceive anything in someone else has it if it's, unless it's activated within you. So when you say to someone, oh, my God, that person is such a bitch, that's actually a reflection of who you are and where are you being a bitch. So what happens is we are programmed during our, our upbringing to believe things, value things, language things, have certain emotional responses And in that, that becomes our focus. So the easiest way to describe that is um, if I get you to say, if you're looking in your room right now and I get you to say, this was a Tony Robbins like little trick, focus on everything in blue. So if you do that right now, so look around your room and just tell me out loud everything that's in blue. Um, We've got a pair of pants, my dog's bed, um, a Lululemon towel and a dart on my dartboard. Okay. And if you close your eyes, those blue objects you were telling me about, what was in yellow? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, exactly. So whatever we focus on is what we get back. Our brain has so much information that it has to delete, distort and generalise based on our filtering system. 
And this filtering system is what's called our reticular activation system, which is our focusing mechanism connected to our reptilian brain. So literally whatever you're seeing in your reality is because you're choosing to focus on that. So if you're valuing judgment, for example, within yourself, you're going to attract people in your reality who are going to judge you because you're a judger. It is your pure reflection. If you value love and you align to that every single day, then you're going to attract people in your reality who are going to love you too because you're expressing that, you're feeling that, you're believing that. Then your reality is going to reflect that back to you because it's your focus. So this is what I mean that people are a reflection of who you are literally based on your values, your beliefs, what you are internally, and it gets projected externally. So if you're not liking your friendship groups, if you're not liking your work environment, if you're not liking you know, your family dynamics, it's always you that's creating the problem. It's never anyone else. And that's a very challenging concept for people to grasp in this initially because a lot of people will have to be at effect to their reality rather than cause, saying things like, they're making me feel this way or they're doing this to me, which is going external, which is impossible to change an external environment without going internal first and going, okay, well, how is this a problem for you? So that person you're judging, why are you judging them? And it's like, oh, well, they're making me think that, making me believe that I'm not good enough. So they then believe that they're not good enough. So they'll project that externally and have people come into their reality who are going to reiterate the fact that they're not good enough. So wow. you're going to go internal and transform that belief to our attract people who believe that you're good enough. Fiona, that's, in, that's incredible. It's completely blown my mind here. And it just goes to show how incredible our, our brains are and how, you know, amazing that it can be that we can actually switch our, our focus and, and be able to, you know, control our emotions and control our outcome just by changing our thoughts. Mm, literally change your thoughts and you change your life. And that's literally a Wayne Dyer concept. He's another, you know, way of life, spiritual, phenomenal teacher. And it's a lot of the time, I mean, this is a whole separate discussion around thoughts and how that impacts your energy and what you attract because your beliefs, your language, your emotions are all majority of the time, unless there's a trigger and anchor start from a thought form. And that thought form will infiltrate through your entire experience, start building your beliefs, your language, which then in turn as well affects your energy because a thought will be linked to an energy response. There are emotions. Emotion is energy in motion. So if you think a negative thought, you're going to have a negative emotional response. And therefore, based on your energy of negativity now, you're going to attract events that match that. Just think about when you're feeling great, right? You're like, oh, my God, this is the fucking... Best day ever. Everything's working out. I'm getting all these clients, best conversations. But then when you're not feeling good, you're like, holy shit, this is the worst day ever. Nothing's working out. I'm having all these arguments. And it's literally to do with your energy field. It's always to do with your energy field. So it's teaching people how to come into alignment consistently with their authentic self so they stay in high vibrational energy fields so they can continually attract what they desire. Unbelievable, Fiona. And I was chatting to... To Joel Buzade, the guy I was interviewing earlier today on the podcast, and we spoke about thoughts and how, how detrimental but how beneficial they can be in terms of, of kicking goals and crushing life. And, and this is, you know, putting into perspective that our thoughts, they do relay into energy and, and our thoughts are the beginning concept of, of what we're actually going to do. So, so changing your thoughts changes your life, really. For anyone at home, do you have any tips on how to change their thoughts to be more positive and and to really attract what they want in themselves? Definitely. You know, so this is 
The first advice I'd give, the very first starting point, and this is the journey I take clients on, is meditation. Now, people, you know, have certain perceptions and meanings behind what they believe meditation is, and sometimes it creates a bigger way from for people not wanting to do it. Now, the reason why meditation is so important, at the first, I say do it for 50, only 15 minutes at the start of every day to calm your mind, to do your best to become present and stop that thought because what happens is the state you fall asleep in is the state you wake up in. So if you fall asleep feeling sad, feeling angry, feeling happy, joyful, whatever state it is, you have that then embeds into your subconscious programming during the morning because when you sleep, your energy in this physical reality subsides. But as soon as you start becoming conscious again and waking up, the energy starts downloading from the night before. So you have a window of time to do your best to calm your mind mind to stop the thought process because you've built up this momentum of negativity which has been what you've been thinking about from the day before so in clarity of no thought at the beginning of the day it subsides your energy and then that's the first point but then you can do exercises like go through and feel appreciation what do you have to appreciate and in that you're deliberately fine-tuning your energy to start have that start at the very start of day the day and therefore through law of attraction you're now going to get an event that will match your newfound energy and you're like holy shit that was really cool and then you get that dopamine hit and because of that dopamine hit that emotional response it makes you feel good and then another event will come and then another event and now that's your path of least resistance instead of the negative emotional pathway where you woke up going oh my god today's gonna suck well if you start your day that way guess what you're gonna have a sucky day so it's like changing your state and going calming your mind going what if i could actually have a really great day today it's a very different way of thinking going, I wonder, I wake up today every day going, how can I make today the best day ever? How can I bring so much love to people's lives? How do I just have so much fun today? It's a very different thought form and visualization of, of saying something like, fuck, I can't wait for the weekend. Oh my God, today's going to be such a drag. You're actually future pacing your reality to be a drag rather than be an inspiration. So if you can clear your mind at the beginning and set an intention for the day, that is the first thing that I would recommend anyone to do. And it will literally, after like three days, it will change your life. That's such a valuable bit of advice there, Fiona. I've recently started incorporating meditation into the beginning of my day as well. And and I'm not quite at the 15-minute mark yet, but, you know, I do three or four minutes and, and it changes your whole whole concept and you it's hard to explain but once you're living in that moment and you you see the benefits and reap the rewards then you definitely know how beneficial that can be and another thing um dale actually taught me this one it was about putting your alarm clock on the other side of the room because if you if you're constantly snoozing and and dreading getting up out of bed particularly in winter um then you're starting your day off on a back foot and you're always going to be dreading and slugging sluggish around to to what you have to do for the day but if you spring on out of bed turn your alarm off do some meditation you're starting off on the right foot and you're going to attract those those sorts of things throughout your day yeah absolutely and it's a great a, you know great little trick to get you out of bed if you're stuck in your head the minute you wake up you know so it's like change your state at the start of the day and do something that makes you feel good because that's why you know a lot of people like exercising in the morning because they're not really thinking they're in the moment they're moving their body and they're starting their day on the right tone you know so it's the same thing with the alarm you know get out of bed straight away and get in a good state you know that'll you know what if i could feel better today as you jump out of bed 
So those people who are waking up sluggish, not wanting to get out of bed, think about what they're thinking about. Think about what they've gone to sleep thinking about. Think about the first thing that comes to their mind when they wake up. Like another thing I'll do when I wake up in the morning is I'll literally, one of two things, I'll either smile because when you smile, it releases dopamine. The very, you don't even have to mean the smile. You just literally smile. So smile right now and you'll feel a difference in the physiology of your body immediately. You know, so I'll smile and then hug my covers and just go, oh my God, I love my bed so much. This is so comfy. And I start feeling good and then getting out of bed. Like, so again, you can do that or jump out of bed straight away and just like shake your body and go, okay, how can I, how can I approach say the best day, best way ever? You know, it's just little things you can do to get out of your head. Amazing bits of advice there, Fiona. I absolutely love where this conversation is heading. Now, alongside relationships and, and, you know, intuition and everything that we've been talking about, law of attraction is a big pillar called communication. And, and communication often gets a bad rap and, and people, you know, don't know how to effectively communicate or, or don't realise that communication comes in many different ways. Now, what is effective communication to you, Fiona, and how can we practice this to be better at it? <laughs> That's a really, really great question because I think the biggest, literally the biggest challenge of the world at the moment is our lack of ability to communicate. We will project our bullshit onto other people thinking that it's everyone else, not taking ownership and responsibility for how you're communicating. So communication comes in three, three different aspects, really. Like, one, your, your tonality, two, your physiology, and three, your, your words. So what that means is if you're communicating to someone in a really harsh tonality, the first thing that's going to happen to that other person is their reptilian brain is going to go into flight, fright, fright or freeze mode. Flight, fight, or freeze mode, purely just from that tonality. You know, so one thing of creating great communication is what's your tonality? Like how are you communicating? Are you communicating in a loving and understanding way or are you using a judgment tonality of ridicule and, and shame basically? So, you know, your ability to be able to one communicate how you're really feeling. So an example is um, if I, uh, with a friendship, right? I'll, if something's come up for me that I've been feeling uncomfortable about within the friendship, the first thing I do is I take ownership of it. I know it's not them. And I go, okay, how is this a problem? The way they're behaving, how is this a problem for me? And my subconscious mind will bring up the answer for me. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, am I aligned to my values if I'm going to judge this behavior within them right now? And then what? Express how I think their, community, their behavior is shit. No, that's not, that's not helpful because it's your, your perception, your belief system of why you think that person isn't behaving the way they should. So I'll go, okay, how that person's behaving, how does that make me feel? And I'll say that and I, it'll come up to me and I'll go, okay, cool. Then I'll go and communicate with that person and have it because we have very, I have very conscious open relationships and friendships and I'll go, hey, do you mind if I explore something with you right now? Like I, this has come up for me. When you act like this, I feel like this. Now I know it's not you, but I just want to let you know how I'm feeling based on this. And then because they're in tune to their own emotions and things like that as well, they're like, oh, okay, well, the reason why I'm behaving like this is because of this. So I'll seek to understand first and foremost before I react or judge because that is out of alignment with my values and one of my highest values is acceptance and understanding, the second one. So I'll seek to understand why they're behaving that way. And when I can understand, I have empathy and go, 
all right, cool. So it was actually never about me. They were just having a really stressful day and they may have, may have lashed out or said something, you know, so your ability to come together and take ownership for what your, both your emotional responses are and seek resolution together is so powerful. Now people have so much discomfort in doing that basically. And the only reason why is because they haven't been taught how to, their parents haven't been able to communicate. Therefore they teach that to their children. So the first thing is, before you ever communicate with someone how you're feeling, take ownership of how you're feeling and say, how is this a problem for me first? First and foremost thing. And then if you want to have a conversation with that person around how you're feeling, get into an alignment and a good state first and then have that conversation. Because if you come into a conversation arguing your point, you never get resolution out of that. It's either, oh, fuck you, you both walk off or whatever it is. So it's taking time to process what's come up for you feel good about what you've learned about yourself, then have that conversation with them. And that I think is a sign of, of great communication, communicating how you're feeling, but taking ownership of how you're feeling, knowing that it's not them, it's you. And you just like, would like some space to be held where you can explore what's come up for you. Yeah, Fiona, that's a, such an amazing point. And communication is one of my top values. And I, you know, try and strive to communicate effectively and not only communicate effectively, but teach others that, you know, I'm providing them the space to be able to communicate with me effectively. And, and I guess everyone or a lot of people these days are so worried about what other people are going to think and, and the way they portray their, their emotions on other people is not a way coming from, like it's not coming from how they're truly feeling. It's, a, you know, always putting the blame onto the other person. You're making me feel like this way. You should change. But I love the word mm. you said before, ownership and responsibility and taking responsibility for your actions and, and finding a resolution that you can change and you can come together and, and create a, a peaceful resolution as well. Mm, exactly. Like my biggest thing is seek to understand first before you react because every single person is going through their own reality and own emotional response. So when you can learn to understand each other, that's one aspect that I believe anyway supports communication because in understanding, you develop, like I said, empathy. And you're like, oh, okay, so I kind of get why you behave that way. Like, I reacted this way, one, because I've been taught to react to behavior like that because my parents would react that way. You know, everything starts from, from your upbringing. If you want to find answers, go to your upbringing and go, who did I learn this behavior off? <laughs> like, <laughs> Definitely. You know, Mum or dad, who taught me? Like, <laughs> you know? That is so true. Now, communication is such a such a huge pillar and i think it's so relevant for everyone no matter what role they're in whether it's a professional relationship personal or you know just having a conversation with someone communication is so important and if we can learn to effectively communicate with people and and portray our emotions in a from a peaceful way then i think all arguments and and a lot of conflict is going to be avoided well, completely. So it's when you communicate, right, it's languaging it the way you want it to, right? So at a, I've got a client who's going through some, uh, like, buying into some companies and things like that, and um, he wants to be able to effectively communicate a message across. So we had discussed initially, like, some frustrations he was experiencing and things like that. And I was like, just so you're aware, if you deliver an email based on frustration, they will subconscious, their subconscious will pick up on that and they'll want to go into flight mode. So if he had language, he had all these things that he didn't want. And I'm like, you've got to come from a place of inspiration and language things the way you want it. So if you're getting emails from people and you reply, 
if you go, please don't treat me like that, you know, you're now wearing, that person now gets an image in their head of how they're treating you. Therefore, because we're image, you're right, we're very visual. We're creating everything from our minds, right? It gets projected externally. If you start say instead of, I don't want you to treat me like that, be like, hey, I'd really appreciate if going forward, you treat me like this instead. So it's future pacing a reality of an imagery of what you want them to do instead rather than what you don't want to do. Because our brain doesn't know what we do or don't want. It only knows, again, like I said, what we're focusing on. So you've got to language things to, to a way, in a way to people that they'll, that they'll future pace the reality that you want. So a really simple explanation if you're saying, communicating with someone like, don't forget your car keys. That very language is now creating an image of themselves in their head forgetting their car keys. And then that person will go, they'll forget the car keys. And the person will go, I told you not to forget your car keys. And it's like, well, you told me to forget them by saying, don't forget them. So instead going, hey, remember to remember to get your car keys. It's a very different way of communicating and a very different image in your mind and a future paces your reality to now remember those keys. You know, so when you're communicating, always language things in the way that you want it, not what you don't want. And give agreement frames like, Instead of saying, no, I don't agree with what you're saying, you go, I really appreciate your perspective. Would you mind me giving my perspective? Um, I really, you know, I'm really, you're really providing me an understanding of what you're saying right now. I'd love to share with you my point of view. You know, it's a very different way of communicating rather than going, nah, whatever you're saying is you're wrong. Just you're wrong, you know, because that causes, again, like everything, we're in like our reptilian brain is our survival brain. So we'll want to fight back. So you want to keep that brain at bay where you can communicate harmlessly and stay in the right like beta wave, you know, so the right brain wavelength so you can create harmony in your world rather than defensive, defensive and like defensiveness. You know, so it's it's so many little tricks that you can do to communicate well. It's cr like crazy. You just gotta have the tools and the know of how to, basically. Definitely. And I love how you touched on before. Nowadays, communication is a little bit more difficult with social media and, and texting and stuff like that. We're not physically talking. We're not physically seeing somebody's body language or, or you know, the tone of their voice. We're, seeing, we're portraying the message how we want to feel or how we think it's happening when, when really it's just a breakdown in communication when we're just reading words. Yeah, completely. Like, you'll read words, right? Now, babe based on your belief systems and what you think to be true, you'll pick up a perception of that wording. And then if you haven't, if you haven't built emotional intelligence, you'll react to those wording rather than seeking understanding first. You know, it's, it's just, that's why I always say, if you're going to read something, understand different perspectives of if you're going to have an emotional reaction. So if you have a negative emotional reaction around something that you're reading, that means you're out of alignment with who you are and what you're perceiving that in that moment is out of alignment with what you should really be perceiving because that negative emotional response is telling you that you're not perceiving it correctly. That's why it's causing resistance in your energy field and making you feel like shit. You know, so with wording and you're having a negative word, emotional reaction based on what you're reading, understand yourself so much to understand why that wording is a problem for you. And could that person be actually portraying, wanting to portray something different? rather than automatically judging something based on your own internal map. You know, the more we understand each other, you know, and seek, yeah, seek that understanding, the whole world will change. Amazing, Fiona. Unbelievable. Now, I know the, the company that we both worked at, well, you currently still work at, and I used to work at, was Lululemon, and they were huge on communication and self-development and, and how investing in ourselves 
has a ripple on effect and, and, you know, you change lives by putting that investment in yourself. Why should we invest in ourselves and why is it so beneficial for not only ourselves, but for the people around us? So one thing is if you do this, you're actually helping humanity. If every single person went internal and sought out resolution within themselves, it projects externally and your whole world changes. So rather than wanting other people to change, if you can lean into the discomfort of how you're truly feeling, because the magic within you is there already for you to tap into. You just think it's not there. So then you are having all these internal challenges in your environment. But if you seek to go within and transform those out of alignment aspects of yourself, one, it's going to show you what you're capable of. It's going to enable you as well to potentially teach others how to move through the experience of what you're moving through. It's going to show you what's possible. And it's going to like show you literally by doing this, a lot of this is a thing, right? Everyone, it's a big, the big movement at the moment is how to find happiness, right? So our core being is, is, is love right joy happiness that is our natural state of being and everyone wants to feel that but they think if they change things outside of themselves they'll feel that but they're continually on this journey to find happiness that's already there within them they just have to feel it and so if you do this if you go within and work on yourself and develop yourself and go okay why do i feel angry why do i feel sad why do i feel judgment all the time when you go in and lean into that discomfort, in leaning into that discomfort, you shine a light on those dark perceptual aspects of yourself. And in that, it projects externally and your whole reality changes. If every single person went within themselves and changed their perceptions and what they were believing to be true and what they were valuing, the whole world would be a completely different place, a completely different place. Like, you know, so it's like, why do it? because you'll feel so fucking amazing when you do like initially, initially it might be discomforting because you're addressing things that are, are really discomforting to talk about. But in that vulnerability of expressing how you truly feel, there's liberation in that and you feel so light. It's insane. A lot of people, I guarantee you who are feeling negatively or negativity all the time feel heavy. So imagine a world where you could lean into that negativity and that heaviness and that density, shine a light on it, release it, and become so light that you feel free in your reality, right? That would be a pretty incredible life to live. And that's how I'm living it now because I chose to lean into how I was feeling and address it and acknowledge it and appreciate it. And due to that discomfort initially, it, it freed itself from within me and my whole reality changed. Definitely, Fiona. This is such an epic conversation. I'm having so many aha moments as we're talking. Now, I love everything, you know, that you've mentioned about communication, relationships, intuition, law of attraction and and everything else. And, And then through that conversation, you mentioned the word alignment. And I know briefly chatting to you before the podcast about alignment and how things are in alignment and that's how you know, you know, you're succeeding. Can you talk to us a little bit about the word alignment and, and what it means to you and how you're coaching your clients to, to make things in their life more aligned? Yep. So I'll, I'll simplify it. So alignment means you're aligned to your authentic self, which is pure love, right? Your highest vibration. When you're aligned to the essence of who you are, your whole reality changes. Now alignment means that 
it's understanding you've got to get very clear on your values. So alignment to one person could be focus. Alignment to another person could be love, right? These are values and a lot of people get mixed up with what values are. You know, they think integrity is a value, but it's not because you can't actualize that into an identity and it's not a doing word, a moving word. There's no movement of energy within that. So when you get very clear on what you want to value on what your values are. So say, say it's connection and love, right? A client will come to me and say, okay, I value love and connection. And I'll go, cool. How are you acting upon that? And they're like, what do you mean? I go, how are you specifically doing that? Because in that moment, I know they're experiencing disconnection and hate. And the reason why they're experiencing that is because they're valuing that and running strategies that are aligned to that out of alignment aspect of how they really want to be. So I go, okay, so I just want to let you know, like, I mean, this happens over a period of time when we can actually have, you know, these confronting conversations. I go, well, if you want to value love, that you're valuing hate right now. And how is that actualizing in their world, your world? And they'll language things about the thoughts they might have around people and of themselves. And so I do release work around that hate, right? Because that's a programming. So someone, one of their parents or brothers or sisters taught them how to hate or experience that. So I'll go through and it's called timeline therapy where I release those emotions around hate. So like anger, shame, guilt, this is just an example, release the emotions around them so they can come into alignment with love and feel that within, you know, so alignment means it's getting clear on your values and how you align to that daily because your values are your projection. So if you're valuing disconnection you're going to see that in your world and this is why self-awareness is so important in seeing everything in your reality going okay if i'm not liking what i'm seeing where am i being out of alignment with my values i value love but right now i'm hating i'm not being the change and i'm running strategies and behavior around how how that hate value is being actioned upon and what you believe to be true in that moment so alignment is is getting very clear on what you want to value and as a non-negotiable Every single day you practice coming to align, align to those values and watch how your life changes. Value, and love and hate are two different things, right? Definitely, Fiona. That is such an amazing, you know, um, recollection of, of what alignment can be. And, and I know you've changed my mindset completely in this and I can't wait for, to hear some feedback from the listeners about, about all this. Now, I want to dive into everything that you're doing as an alignment coach. I love how you refer to yourself as an alignment coach as opposed to, you know, a lifestyle coach or a mentor. I love the word alignment and I think that it comes from a, a positive standpoint like we were chatting about before. So, so what are you doing as an alignment coach and, and how are you, you know, helping people to, to see the greater good in themselves? Yeah, so at the, mo at the moment, and it, this will change, but at the moment I'm doing 12-week programs with people. So basically a lot of the time people will be languaging things in their reality that create out of alignment. So I get, get them very clear on what they want. So we all have desires, right? But the reason why we haven't actualized them is because we're out of alignment with those desires. So I'll take them through a process. The program has three separate sections. It's got a release section, a realignment session and reignition session. So the first session is one, the first beginning steps is getting very clear on what they want and what their emotions are around what they actually want. And a hundred percent of the time there's negative emotions around everyone's desires to want something, right? So one example would be someone you know, came, they had, they couldn't express their truth and, you know, they had challenges with identifying as a mother and had shame and guilt 
and all of that around being a mother. And so what we did was went, okay, got very clear on how she wanted to be. So she wanted to be able to express her truth and have harmony uh, with being a mother. So I went, okay, based on that, then I had to, we had to look at her away from. So she had shame, guilt, sadness, because every negative emotion moves you away from your outcome. When you're excited about something, when you're full of love about something, you move towards your outcome and it, and it unfolds and manifests so effortlessly. So the release section of the program is releasing negative emotions and limiting beliefs. So releasing, like I said, all shame, guilt, anger, sadness, and cleaning that all up. Then looking at their limiting beliefs around, I believe I can't express. Well, like I said, with your the color blue exercise, if she believes that, she's going to perceive that. So I'll go in and rewire that in her brain to create a new neurological pathway where she believes now that she can express. And then the, the alignment stage of the program is once all the release work is done is a lot of where the values work comes up, where they've got to get very clear in their values. And I do what's called like an archetypal download, basically, of someone that has values that they admire to have too. And so I do a remapping of their values within their mind, getting them very clear on what they want and get them to action upon those values. And then the reignition stage is all around teaching you how to get in a good state every single day. And if you're going through a challenge, this is what you do, how to have a heightened sensory experience. So after the 12 weeks, they literally feel like the sun is shining out of their arts because they've actually been educated around how to be in consistent alignment and then how to take ownership if they're not and come back into alignment. Because this isn't like a... I'm not saying you're going to be in alignment every single day. Like the past two weeks have been incredibly challenging for me because I haven't been well. So my values have been challenged a lot. And so the difference is I've got the tools and the abilities to come into alignment consistently. And that's the difference. We are, con we are expanding beings where we'll be experiencing contrast daily. And it's all about your ability and your mastery to apply these tools, these mindsets and skill sets of how to stay in consistent alignment so you can consistently experience a reality that you desire. So essentially that's the, the high level of what I do. And whatever the, the challenges the client will come to me with will be vastly different. It could be to do with their relationship. It could be even to do with money, play, any, any type of um, problem in someone's reality. I can take them on a journey of solving it because it's all, the answers all lie within themselves and they just have to get clear on what they want, not what they don't want, release the away from, and then they move to what they want, towards what they want and their life completely changes, completely. Their whole, like literally every area of their life will change if we focus on one aspect. Like it's, it's quite phenomenal. I love this work so much. <laughs> That's incredible. It's a complete transformation program and you can tell you're so passionate about the things that you're doing, Fiona, because you've been through it. You've lived and breathed through a transformation period and, and I love how you're providing your, you know, your clients the, you know, the understanding and the opportunity to be able to transform in their own time and provide them with resources that you've been through so you're connecting with them on a way that they can understand. Yeah, definitely. Because I think the biggest, the biggest thing about transformation is it's in order to transform, you have to be given providing someone a loving environment. So I think I always refer to nature and everything because I love nature, but like nature has the answers to everything. So if you have the right soil, that plant can flourish. If you don't have the right soil, that plant will die, right? So the environment I provide is very, very loving. So it doesn't matter what a client will say to me. They'll say things that other people will judge. But for me, I go, no, it's fine. It's just a thought. Like, tell me your truth, how are you really feeling? Let's go there. 
And so in a really loving and safe environment, they can explore their challenges that are coming up for them, knowing that I'll fully accept everything that they'll say and just guide them through wanting to feel better in the way that they want to feel. So I won't go, oh, feel like this, do this. I get them to figure out, get clear on what they want in their world and help them guide them to that place. Because I have different belief systems and different values. So if I'm to say, I, I think you should do this. Well, I don't, I wouldn't have a clue what someone should do. I elicited it from them so they can have the awareness of what they want to actualize in their own reality. Cause it's up to, we are all our creators of our own reality. And when we can go internal and get clear on what we want, then we can move towards that. Definitely Fiona. And I love how, you know, you're making transformation, not scary and, and you're letting people find a different side to transformation and, and see a hope rather than, than a fear and, and riding that fear. You're not completely, you know, disregarding that emotion. You're bringing it along board and, and helping transform their emotions as well. So that's fantastic to see. For any listeners at home, you know, how can, how can they themselves look at things in a different life, in a different light, sorry, to, to create a more positive approach? So, you know, when they're transforming themselves, how can they, they accept the fear and then, um, go along with it as well well you say accept fear right and you've just said it right accept it so the biggest thing is if someone's feeling sad what tends to happen is we'll attach to the sadness and judge ourselves for being sad so we'll be like oh my god I'm feeling so sad like my life is miserable and what happens is you create a like an energy vortex around that emotion and so You'll attract things based on that because literally you're attaching to that emotion. So the first thing, if you want to transform how you're feeling is accept how you're feeling, be okay with feeling sad. And just first of all, identify with you. Firstly, identify with the emotion and go, what is it that I'm feeling right now? And say, if it is sadness, go, cool. All right. I'm feeling sad. Like I'm going to, I'm going to feel this. And you have to be present with that emotion and feel it. Because the way I explain it is like you're flowing down a river, right? If you let go of sticks around you, you, you move through that river very effortlessly. But if you start attaching to the sticks on the side of the river, you, it stops your flow, right? So this is the same with feeling things. When you let go of attaching to the emotion, you feel it instead and acknowledge it and say, I feel sad and I'm okay to feel sad. I accept this. Watch what happens with that initial acceptance immediately. And then you've got to get clear on what you want to feel instead. So you go, okay, I'm feeling sad right now. What's the opposite of this? And you can say, okay, I want to feel joyful. One initial thing that you can do is you can go to a time where you actually felt joyful and you sit there for a moment and feel, pick up that memory and feel what it felt like to be joyful. And you do that three or four times and bring those feelings into your heart and watch what changes. You'll probably cry because you'll feel so good. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it does take practice, like, you know, getting clear on what you want. So I want to feel joy, right? Okay, cool. I'm going to think about what I did feel joyful. And you hold that in your heart for three minutes at a time. That'll immediately shift your energy. So that's the biggest advice I'd give is one, just accept your emotions and accept that they're okay. We label emotions as negative and positive, but I'm just going to go, no, it's either resistant or non-resistant. And when you learn to love the emotion you release resistance and then allow it to move through really effortlessly much easier than you think that's such vital information and and a great bit of advice for all the listeners at home fiona so thank you so much for sharing that you touched on before during that 
that conversation about being present. And, and we often hear it a lot. There's a lot of momentum about, you know, meditation, being present, living in the moment. But I don't think a lot of people truly understand what living in the moment is. And, and we're all, you know, looking forward to that next thing, whether, you know, it's Monday, we're looking forward to, to five o'clock on Friday where we can go home and, and, you know, have a beer on the couch. And we're not actually living life and all of this is just going by. So how can we, you know, live in the moment and really enjoy life for what it is? Yeah, so <clears throat> being present, right? We, we aren't present majority of the time because we're either looking at our past going, this happened, I felt this way, right? Which is activating your energy field today. You're looking at your future and fearing what might happen that you don't want to happen or seeing events in your reality that you may think aren't what you want. So it causes again, resistance in your resistance in your energy field today. People think that there's past and future. There's not, there's, we only have now. And when we look at memories of what once was, we're bringing that to our present moment right now. And yes, not being present with where we're currently at. So the biggest way to be present is through appreciation. Now people, you use the concept of gratitude, but gratitude, it's a, when you say those two words, they're very different energies because gratitude again, isn't like a, uh, it can't actualize into an identity. It's not a value. It's like, I'm a grat gratifier. Like I'm gratifying, like, gra like it's grat gratitude. Like it's not, it's not a, it can't be actualized, but when you can appreciate what you currently have in your reality, what happens is through that concept that I taught you about of when you perceive the blue, you perceive more of it. So when you appreciate the small things, even the small things in that moment, you become very present and then you are presented with more things to appreciate because what you appreciate appreciates and what you depreciate depreciates. So if you're not appreciating even the little things about what your job is providing and you're depreciating what your job is providing, you're going to be, you're going to perceive more things to depreciate. So even if you go, wow, I really appreciate the fact that, work is providing free tea. That's pretty cool. Like, wow, thank you. I really appreciate the, the, the boss that I have. Maybe not everyone else is great, but I'm really appreciating my boss. And why? Because I feel calm in their environment connected. The more you find things to appreciate in your reality now, the more it's going to bring you to a present moment. And through law of attraction, you're going to be brought things to perceive more of appreciation. It's so simple. It's insane. <laughs> It's crazy how everything intertwines, everything that we've spoken about all comes back together. And, and once you take one action, there's always a follow-on effect for, from all the things we spoke about today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, where are you not being the change? Like, Incredible. You know, it's, but it, the biggest thing as well is have fun with this. Like, I, you know, that's why I love that you said, like, yeah, about how what I provide is, one, every single time I have a we laugh through the whole thing where it's like I'm like transformation is supposed to be fun yeah it's discomforting but let's freaking laugh along the way like when you bring lightness to your emotions and lightness to your experience you let go of the ne negativity and it's and it's fun so it's like the more fun you can have the more you have to appreciate watch how much your reality changes literally stop valuing complaining stop valuing judging take ownership of how you're feeling and accept it then be okay with how you're feeling. Even if you are, say, judging, accept the fact that you're judging and go, cool, I'm being a judger, bye, and I'll just do, put on my hero hat rather than victim hat and go, I'm just going to be the change now. So incredible, Fiona. And that brings back some memories. It was weird that this brought up for me, but 
during my under 14s football career that shortly ended after that, my coach used to always reference to, to blame excuse denial. And he always used to say, you know, he'd talk about it in a sport way, but he'd say, blame excuse denial is your bed. If you want to be like that, go lie in it. So blame B, <laughs> excuse is E, and denial is D for bed. Oh, go lie in it. So good. Yeah. And he's, he's like, if you want to succeed, take ownership, leadership and responsibility. And, and this conversation has just brought up that. So fantastic, guys. There's a little acronym for you. Blame excuse to know. There's your bed. You can lie in it. Ownership, leadership and responsibility is where we want to be. Yes, I love that. It's so true. You're creating your reality. So what bed do you want to make, essentially? Like, which one do you want to lie in? One that feels good or one that doesn't feel good? <laughs> I love it. Feel free to steal that, by the way. That's totally up for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I like that. That's cool. Good on you. Learning that under age of 14 as well would have changed your life. Yeah, I know. Clearly took it for granted back then, but it's, uh, it's resonating <laughs> with, me with me now. He'll be proud to see that. Now, Fiona, of everything that we've chatted about, you know, this amazing transformation that you've been in, how has living in the present moment benefited you and how, how have you know, you grown into a, or transformed into a different person by adopting these, these ways of life. When you're in the present moment, anxiety goes, fear goes, everything disappears because you're not looking at past or future, you know, wondering things could go wrong, right? When you're in the very present moment, you're in pure alignment. And the pathway before you, ahead of you, starts lighting up. And people will project to the future and want to control and plan things and action things. But I'm like, if you're in the present moment, through law of attraction, the perfect pathway will highlight for you. And that's, it's so magical. Like, it, it brings, being able to be present, it just, I will literally just sit on my balcony sometimes and just look at the ocean and just acknowledge how lucky I am to be in such a beautiful environment. And that is called pure present moment because when you're in the present moment, trust me, you feel so good. And at the same time, again, if you're present and you're not liking what you're perceiving, that's it showing you an indication of the internal reality you're currently projecting. So it's taking ownership of that and going, okay, cool, this is my present moment. If I continue to perceive this, my future will be like this too. So I have the opportunity right now to change in the present moment what I'm perceiving so tomorrow will be a completely different day because every single day is brand new. You wake up with a completely fresh, fresh slate of energy. People will start having looping patterns because they keep looking at what, was, what once was or what is coming up in the future rather than just being present in the moment going, how can I feel good today, 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 right now, right now, right now. See, so like, you know, the power of the present, it, it changes, completely changes your life. That's so incredible, Fiona, and I love... I love everything that you're about and, and how you're placing a huge emphasis on, on being in the moment and not wishing your life away because, you know, life, I often hear people say that life's too short, but life is not short when you're actually living in the moment and you're enjoying it. How long is 60 seconds when you're enjoying something, you know, when you're sitting there truly appreciating something, 60 seconds goes forever. But when you're, you know, you're not enjoying something and, and, or for example, you're wishing time away, then that's when time goes by fast and that's when life is short. Yeah. Yeah, completely. It's like a paradox. Like, you know, when you're in alignment, right, which is an aspect of appreciation too, like think about when you're in flow and you go, when you're in that 
in that moment, that present moment, time becomes non-existent. And it's literally to do with your energy field being non-resistant. It's in flow, right? Energy is flowing naturally through your body. And that's why you go, holy shit, that went so quickly because you're in pure alignment. Time is a construct, a human-made construct. And when you're not feeling good and not being in the present moment or doing something you don't like doing, time actually does slow down. And you're like, this is taking forever because literally your energy field now has resistance in it, which is causing manifestations that you desire. You know, so it's like, you know, if you want this ultimate lifestyle, you've got to learn to align to yourself. So one time perceptually speeds up, but you start experiencing so much more magic in the present moment. Definitely, Fiona. And that brought back memories from, you know, when, when I tell my clients to do a 60 second plank and they're always, they're groaning through it instead of enjoying the, the beauty that a plank has to offer. <laughs> you know what you should tell them to do? Do you know what you should tell them to do? So they're complaining, right? So that's their thought process, which means that that one minute plank is going to be very painful, right? So I used to test this because I do hot yoga and I test my mind during it. So what you can do is tell them to stay in their brain when they're doing that plank. This is easy. This is fun. This is light. This is easy, this is fun, this is light. And get them to say that over and over and over again in, in that plank and it keeps their resistance, their energy at bay. Rather than in their brain, if they're complaining, they're probably going, oh my God, this is such bullshit, this is so hard, oh my God, this is so challenging. But if you can keep your thoughts at bay because your thoughts connect to your emotional response and say, this is easy, this is fun, this is light, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, that time will go very quickly. I love it, guys. For any listeners out there that I do put you through 60-second planks <laughs> or 60 seconds of burpees, this is easy, this is fun, this is light. There's your, there's your advice, guys. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll <laughs> change you. everything. You're <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> Definitely. All right, mate. Coming to the end of the podcast now, I love everything that you, you know, you've we've spoken about today and the message that you're living your life under. Now I'm, I'm keen to know what is your main message and why do you get out of bed every morning? I get out of bed every morning because I want to bring joy to this very suffering world. So, you know, there's so much negativity and I get out of bed because I want to bring you that change for people. I want to show people that you can experience love, joy and connection. And it's so magical when you feel that way. Like, my purpose here is to like really elevate the consciousness of humanity and bring as many people as I can who are seeking it aligned to alignment with their authentic self because I know what it was like to not feel good and it's okay not feeling good. Like I still have obviously have days where I don't feel good, but I'm okay with those days. And if everyone had the ability to have the tools to feel good as much as possible, their whole world would completely change for them. Like it's, it's such a beautiful feeling when you can walk out into the world as your authentic, your authentic self and not give a shit if people are judging you because you finally understand that if someone's judging you, it's because whatever they're judging within you, it's an aspect of where they judge that within themselves, you know? So getting out of bed every day and being light for others in that lighthouse to guide others the way is like the best feeling in the world. Like, it's the feedback of clients and they say, oh my God, I've never felt this good in my life. Like I cry every single time because I love knowing that someone who felt like they had no hope suddenly knows that their world is their oyster. Like, and that's a pretty phenomenal feeling knowing, you know, challenging someone's beliefs or thinking something wasn't possible. They're now believing that everything is possible. A hundred percent. 
And, you know, you can clearly tell that you are so passionate about this and you're in fact bleeding passion and, and I wish you all the best in, in your endeavors in, in changing the, the consciousness of humanity and, and you're definitely kicking goals, mate. So keep it up. Thank you. And thank you for having me. You're such a legend. Anytime, mate, just before we go, guys, for anyone that wants to get in contact with Fiona, where can we reach you? Yeah, so I'm on, I have need to do a lot more development in that my online presence, but I've got a Facebook page, Fiona Marie Co, or I'm on Instagram as Fiona Marie Co too, or you can send me an email at admin at fionamarie.com.au and we can go from a chat from there. Excellent. And I'll have all those details in the show notes for you guys. If you, you know, had an aha moment in this chat and you want to get in this conversation and you want to get in contact with Fiona to, to dig deeper into that, definitely don't hesitate to contact her. Amazing. That sounds brilliant. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Fiona. Appreciate it. Thank you too, mate. I appreciate it too. That was so much fun. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, and remember, don't settle for anything less than Euphoria.